You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome to the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm the Ranger Redhead Cam Stewart, along with my buddy George Kurtz. New intro. Sounding good, Yang. Hope, uh, glad to see you on a Sunday. Shout out to Sean, a regular guy, but Yang holding down the fort like he always does. We're going to break it down. NHL playoffs now. We get things started this week on Wednesday. Still waiting for the series prices, but we do have futures on the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, and the Stanley Cup. We got baseball games to get to today, DFS, and a whole lot more. Uh, joining me, Mr. Long Island Rage, Mr. Leaf Blower. Where are the kids? Colonel George Kurtz, attention! Oh, God. Uh, listen, 15 more bags of leaves yesterday, right? There are 40 bags outside of my uh, yeah. my front yard. Nine there, more bags of done. leaves than Tulowitzki games played, George. You win. Pretty good. The Yankees haven't put anybody else on a DL in a day or two. So, uh, hey, things are looking rosy here. And I, and I finished painting that room yesterday for my good daughter. For you, so uh, all's good. Yep, good for you. Good today for will be you. a day of relaxing, by the way, Cam. I'm going yeah. to do nothing today but sit back after this and watch games all day. I have an auction tonight, by the way. I have, oh, I have nice. a draft tonight that I got. Yeah, so I got to prepare for that as well. Yeah, I got uh, this to go to, and then I'm uh, heading to Vegas uh, later on. So lots of things that we got to get to, George. I I checked uh, online, and, you know, I got a lot of different sports books. We still don't have those series prices up. I guess Vegas is uh, trying to go through all the data, put them through the supercomputer, talk to a few humans uh, who bet hockey and make the lines there, and I guess the same thing at FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. But kind of surprised. The season ended yesterday. I thought when I woke up today they were going to be there, but they're not. I'm surprised as well. Listen, I'm just glad the NHL, they just announced the schedules about 15, 20 minutes ago. So at least we got that out there. But uh, I'm surprised they don't have the, because they, they don't really care about the schedules. They know, they know what the uh, breakdown is going to be. It's no matter what days they're going to play. That shouldn't have an effect on any kind of uh, spread here. So I'm surprised they don't have that as well. I got to give you a lot of credit there, Kurt. It's funny when we're doing the show yesterday, and the picks uh, pretty good, except for I guess my pick of Detroit. What a what a stinker! What, what a way to end the season. I didn't see that coming. I didn't know Buffalo was going to beat a seven to one, but I guess that's why uh, they. Chris Berman used to say that's why they play the games, buddy. It, uh, absolutely shocking, but we were in panic mode with uh, Boston, and then Tampa Bay just uh, basically do what they do. They put their foot on the accelerator, and uh, you got it done there, Kurt. So nice comeback. That's the that's the best thing. Me and Gabe were talking about on Red Heat and Rage. Like, I love baseball live betting, but any type of sport, like, if you still feel like a team, you could win this game and, you know, don't panic. And sometimes I know a guy, one of my friends, he just, he doesn't even bet games from the initial, uh, from the initial get-go. He kind of writes out the teams that he likes. If his team's down a goal, he'll hit it. You know what I mean? Kind of feels out the live betting board for best odds. And I could tell you one thing, he wins more than he loses. Yeah, there's lots of different ways to go about it, right? Right. I mean, uh, I, I, I get the uh, the live betting. Uh, if you if you watch if you're gonna watch closely, you can see. Uh, it, listen, I didn't. We we were on the show, so I don't know how that first period went. I was I saw the goals, but I don't know if Tampa was still dominating. But Boston got a couple of lucky goals that could could very well be the case. You know, Tampa Bay's history though over the past what six weeks or so is that they do fall behind early, then they, I guess they kick it in gear. And then their talent takes over and they destroy people late. So I did have hope that they would come back, but I'll, I'll admit, I didn't, you know, I, I, was, I was annoyed after our show because that's when the first period was over. I went outside, started doing my work, and I didn't know I won that bet until hours later. I mean, hours. I didn't expect it. was a nice little prize. And I get done. It's about 6.30, 7 o'clock. Oh, Timmy Bay won 6.3. Fantastic. <laughs> made my night. It made my night just coming back to win that bet. Yeah, no, that's great. And, uh, yeah, some it was interesting. We were on the Dallas Stars. They got it done, a couple other things. And uh, things went kind of according to plan. A lot of teams just kind of tanked, like uh, uh, Edmonton gets their win. And uh, what can you say? Just a, a fitting end to the season there. Uh, uh, Dreisaitl, he gets 50, and Connor McGregor uh, almost gets his leg uh, taken off there, <laughs> too, George. Like, just unbelievable stuff. Last game of the season, and you're, when your star gets hurt, you're kind of holding your breath going, he is our franchise. He's just not a player. And if you watch that game, he actually mouthed, it's broken. I broke yeah. it. Uh, he ended up, he didn't break it. He got, uh, just, he banged it very badly. It was uh, certainly uh, deja vu with Steven Stamkos. That's exactly what it looked like to me when Stamkos did the same thing a few years back, sliding into the post. Uh, and uh, it didn't look good. 
I mean, even if you broke it, you would need to be healthy enough for next season anyway. They do have five months, six months before the season will start, but still, you don't want to see a superstar go down like that. But anyway, the good news is it looks like uh, it's not a break. Uh, just not, not the best news, not the worst news either. He'll be okay for 2019, 2020. Yeah, and does yeah that's the thing. Imagine that happened though. Imagine they were in the playoffs and that happened. We could pencil them oh. in for a first round exit. I would have probably already done it with McDavid, but it would have really uh, skewed the prices. So yeah, what can you say, George? Imagine imagine they they actually got in and that happened in the final game. You'd be like losing your mind. I don't know what you'd do. You'd snap. I uh, for the oil. I mean, I can say par for the course for the Oilers if that happened. Everything else does seem to go wrong for them. Uh, and speaking of going wrong, the Florida Panthers just fired their head coach yeah. Bob Bugner out of a job. Yeah, I just saw the breaking news here. So, um, you know, it's what we talked about before, and I'll defend the boogeyman. I think he did a great job when he co- coached in the Ontario Hockey League. He was one of the best coaches there. He paid his dues. He was a good, gritty player when he played. He goes to Florida. I don't blame him. You have one You have one line that scores, like Barkoff, and uh, the rest of the team stinks. Uh, your defense didn't do any favors. Your goaltending was weak this year. Luongo's older. He didn't play very well. And uh, Reimer, when he stepped in, he was very inconsistent. I don't blame a coach for that these are grown men but we talk about it you talked about it especially george yesterday it's like somebody's got to pay pay the price it's not the general manager of the players always seems to be the coach and i'll tell you one thing bob bugner is a good hockey man and uh, i think it's stupid uh, it's not it's not his fault his team underachieves year after year any type of coach with the panthers has been the story well listen the, the panthers screwed up years ago when they fired uh oh my god guy's name's Gerard Gallant. They fired yes. Gallant. Uh, it's yeah. just the way they did it. It's almost like they're being cursed now because they, they, but they, the way they fired it was, was shitty. I mean, you pretty much had to take a taxi home because you just fired him on the yeah. road. I mean, it's, what the hell are you doing here? Classless. And uh, Gallant gun. Right, exactly. Classless. And then uh, he, he goes on to uh, Vegas and is doing great things there, so it worked out well for him. And uh, it's a team, I think he knew this was coming because this is a team that should be much better than what they're playing. All right, yeah. There's a lot of talent here. Huberto, Barkov, Trocek. I know Trocek got hurt. Uh, but Huberto came out a couple weeks ago and he said how disappointed he was that the team, this team could be better than what they are. So I think a lot of that, a lot of that played into this. You know, I think uh, I think the goaltending was the biggest problem mm-hmm. here. As far as Luongo, you know, listen, he's up there in age. He's not the same goaltender anymore. You, know, you need another goalie there. And then maybe, I mean, as far as who's to blame, did the uh, GM force it on him? Uh, Luongo's your starter. Did the coach say, no, we can ride uh, again with Luongo? We don't know which uh, which way it was there. I, I sort of blame the GM more here than the coach, but too. I'm not surprised that Bogota went. I think, uh, as you, you said it perfectly, someone's going to take the blame. And if the, it's not going to be the person in charge. It's in this case, the GM. If the owner's not going to fire a GM, then the GM's going to fire the coach to get the heat off his back. The thing yeah. is, though, you would think the next person to go, if things don't work out next year, will be the GM. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I think it's time for, yeah, sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, hey, I put this team together. I'm the man in charge, and I can't just get rid of everybody. It's going to be uh, myself the next time it goes down. So, yeah, Bob Bugner fired there, George. We finally got the matchups waiting on the series prices. But I guess we can go through things. Uh, interesting, George, you're right out of the gate. Uh, your team gets the first game there uh, Wednesday, April 10th at 7.30. We got, we got two starts at 7. We got Columbus at Tampa Bay, number one versus uh, Wild card two and uh, Islanders the two seed versus the Penguins uh, the three seed Wednesday April 10th the Columbus Tampa Bay game at seven o'clock Eastern and your Islanders at home to Pittsburgh at 730 George you must be excited and God I'm bringing I'm going to bring my Islander jersey to uh, Vegas my Leaf jersey doesn't fit because I got I got a big boiler it's uh, Thomas Caberlet jersey it fits more like a bikini for a woman so I'm just going to wear my Islander jersey that fits and cheer on your Islanders to beat Pittsburgh Kurtz I really hope they can get it done but uh, Ah, can't wait for playoff hockey, buddy. This is uh, this is what we're talking about. I know people during the season. Season's too long. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But people, if you want excitement, you want entertainment, you want to see guys like absolutely going bananas. This is your game, and it's going to be great, George. Can't wait till Wednesday. You know, I've already won my first bet of the hockey playoff season because uh, the owner of the, ho- of the hockey rink I work at asked me well, what day I want to ref this week, Wednesday or Thursday, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. you know this. <laughs> This was yesterday before the schedule came out. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I'm like, all right, Thursday. Let's hope the Islanders get the uh, the first night. And so I won the one that bet happy uh, that the Islanders are playing Wednesday. I'll be able to watch the game live rather than uh, trying to DVR it and not hear the score. So that's uh, good there. The only thing I dislike about the NHL playoffs is trying to figure out what channel all these games are on. I don't know if they do this in Canada, but here 
they they'll have games on channels that you've you you never watch. Never CNBC will have a, yeah. a channel it, a game. It's kind of like know, USA Network has a game. Great point, George. It's me. It's kind of like me because I'm a huge sports fan. You know, I, I like college sports in the states, and that's the way it is for me here. Right, so a couple of the the two big networks in Canada are TSN and Sportsnet, and now they have they used to have one channel, but they have five, kind of like ESPN. You got you know ESPN, the Deuce, ESPNU, everything else, right? Like basically, it's like this. So with hockey, it's not a problem because they'll have the main game, like the obviously the regional Leaf game will be on everyone, and then they'll put the other stuff on the secondary networks. But you're right, looking at this stuff, I'm just going through the the TV listings, NBCSN. CBC, TVA Sports, USA, uh, yeah, like it's uh, Sportsnet 360. Like it's just a million. You got you, and that's the thing. A lot of the time, you get the NBC Sports Channel. It's not on the NBC main network. It's CNBC or whatever. So you're dicking around on the on the converter, going, "What the hell's going on here?" Yeah, it'd be nice if they actually had a block of channels where it's like, "Boom, we go here." But you're right. It's going to be quite an adventure searching for these games here. It's a lot easier. But uh, you're a hardcore guy, George. You'll figure it out. But uh, it's going to be work. <laughs> They don't make it easy. It, it is because literally I'll, I'll write down each game. They have to write down you know, the name of the network, CNBC. Then I have to figure out what channel number that is. Exactly. I don't watch CNBC. I don't know what channel CNBC is. So and that, and that could take some time to figure out as well because you can't just go online and go, hey, what channel is CNBC? Because no, you know, different cable systems. Cable, and even Cablevision has different systems within themselves. Cablevision Brookhaven, Cablevision Westbury. Like, oh, my God, I want to strangle myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's frustrating. I feel, I feel for you there, George. It's going to be, it's difficult. It's funny. I was even watching uh, some other, I watch uh, the golf on uh, NBC and stuff, and they're like, hockey playoffs coming up, and there's like seven logos of the TV stations, and it made me dizzy. I'm going, wow, I feel sorry for the people that have to search through all this stuff, being you. But uh, the good news is we still have uh, odds. We still have futures, and maybe during this show we'll get some series prices, which I really want to go over, George. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Baseball went really well yesterday, except for except for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Minnesota won as a pooch, and uh Things went well, so at least the picks that we're giving the people, we had more winners than losers, and that's good, George, and uh, hopefully we can keep uh, the train rolling now. How did your uh, DFS baseball and everything go yesterday? Well, the pitch didn't work out for me. Uh, we took one with Alcantara and Bueller. I should have gone to FanDuel and just only used one pitcher yesterday. That would have worked out better. Uh, not much better because I probably would have been Alcantara as my, name, my main pitcher in the night slate. Yeah. I did have Carrasco in the day slate. That went better. Uh, Carrasco went four, only went five innings, but I had 12 strikeouts in those five innings. I'll take Huge. that run. So, yeah, I did, uh, did much better in the day than I did at night. Uh, Milwaukee, that Milwaukee Cubs game going over, which actually they crushed the over. You know, it's, it's one of those nights. It's amazing what betting uh, does to you because I I think the over-under was nine, and it was 7-2 in like the sixth inning, so I felt pretty good, but then it was, uh, I forget which team, but it was first and third, one out, and the guy popped it up, and didn't get the run, and I'm like, you know, if I lose by one run, because you can't drive in a guy from third with less than two outs, I'm going to go there, I'm going to Milwaukee and strangle you tomorrow, but obviously they scored a thousand I don't even freak that, so, uh, I don't even freak out. I don't freak out about that stuff anymore, George, because it happens all the time. Like, and it's usually the game that I have the most money on. Like, bases loaded, no outs. You're thinking minimum one, no zero, pop up, you know, double play ball. Like, that's the thing about baseball. It's one of those sports where you can't assume anything. Like, just because you got runners on and stuff, we've seen crazy situations, guys getting out of, out of innings, and then all of a sudden, boom, crazy air, throwing air and stuff. Like, I don't get too excited because I've been around the block. It's not my first rodeo, and I've seen things where you're thinking, wow, this is going to be like a three to five run inning which is zero and other times you think everything's smooth smooth and then you have that crooked number five run inning it changes real fast in, a, in the mlb buddy you know that it does but it's just it's just well i'm like if i lose because of this because you can't yeah. drive it just yeah. makes me yeah. mad <laughs> it's one of my pet peeves for when i watch the yankees is that they when you can't do the little things you know when you can't move a runner from second base to third base with the ground ball when you don't get a runner in from third with less than two outs because you're trying to hit the ball nine miles i was just, just hit a fly ball yeah. hell hit a ground ball they're giving you the run take the run you know so that's it's one of my little pet peeves yeah there's there, there's a lot of pet peeves uh that that i have with stuff but I'll tell you, uh, George, oh, the Cubs, they snapped their losing streak. I don't know what the hell's going on with Cincinnati right now. Like, I know they were not a good team, but I didn't see this type of uh, performance at the start of the year. We were laughing, remember? They didn't score a run in three straight games, and then they get, and then they get uh, what, four or five runs and lose. Like, it says, what are these guys doing? <laughs> it's horrible. 
Does that always seem to happen, though? You finally score someone's on the pitching, though, let's let you down, or the defense all of a sudden can't catch the ball, that sort of thing there. Uh, sometimes you just can't get, you can't put it all together. You hit, you don't pitch. You pitch, yeah. you don't hit. You do both, your defense just sucks, or the manager screws up, whatever it might be. So, uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, the Reds, uh, there was some hope for the Reds this year. I know it's early. What what we ten games in, uh, but I don't. I think the Reds. Yeah, I, I like their team better than what it has been. But they're in, they're a team that's still rebuilding here. Yeah, it's it's true. It's very very true. But I didn't see you know with the addition of Puig and it's surprising the pitching's just has been a lot better. But just untie like everything is like you know what I mean. They don't get that timely hit. Then the other team comes back. They get they get runners on. They can't score a run. It's just that's the frustrating thing about baseball. But the Cubs uh the Cubs snapped out of it. I know it's one win in seven, but uh, they got a lot of work to do still. But we'll go through the baseball board, George. I even got to the ba- college basketball. I know you're not the biggest fan, but if you watch some of these games, it was absolutely insane. I got very very lucky yesterday. We'll tell the story on the other side. We'll go through the NHL uh, matchups get leans to see who george likes see who i like see if we can find some value on the board conference betting and more weekend fantasy update coming back hey thanks for downloading the podcast and remember if you want to listen live download the iheart radio app download the TuneIn app and just search for fantasy sports radio network and you can listen to this program live also if you want to watch the video of this podcast check us out on youtube on twitch or on periscope and type in you guessed it fantasy sports network you'll find us there enjoy the show and thanks for listening to live action fellas that's yang baby welcome yang on a sunday man nice to have you around yang usually producer of uh, red heat and rage during the weekends he's doing a little duty for our boy angle it's interesting hey uh kurtz we'd have to ang- angle with his uh with his uh, wisecracks before we come in yang's all business back to live action fellas yeah, it's funny. What angles do, I never know what people hear and what they can't hear. If he's on air, he's just talking to us with Scott. So, uh, good, good for Sean. Uh, yeah, he gets, uh, he gets a little Sunday off here. So, uh, we'll, we'll be with Sean next weekend to see what his antics are up to. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it. Uh, Sean doing some, uh, he's got some business to take care of, a little vroom vroom. I don't know uh, what else uh, he's got up his sleeve, but I'll tell you, George, uh, interesting Sunday, too. Uh, I'm not sure if you watched those uh, college games yesterday. I'll tell you, man, I have Virginia. And I needed Texas Tech in that first game. I've I've been on the short end of bets. I've had probably some of the worst luck, uh, you know, NFL big bets, missed extra points, a lot of things that have happened. But what happened in that Virginia, um, <laughs> the Virginia Auburn game? I'm not sure if you saw. You maybe you saw the highlights, George. But uh, uh, Virginia with a 10 point lead in that game, everything was going good. There was a dr- double dribble that wasn't called, and Auburn came back. They were a shoe in to win the game. It looked like then Virginia hit a crazy three to get it within one when they were down four. And then after that, uh, basically the kid goes up for a three pointer, gets fouled. Guy leaned into him, and uh, the kid wins the game with 0.4 seconds left. Free throw. Free throw, free throw, nails three. A couple of missed calls really uh, went against Auburn. I got to give Charles Barkley some credit too. He went to that school. Uh, he could have ripped the like, you know, ripped them a new one with the refereeing in that game at the end because they did get screwed. But he took the high road, a class move in uh, Virginia. This team's done it with smoke and mirrors the whole tournament. I have them to win, and I got Texas Tech, George. Let's just say the pool. We got both teams in the final, and we've guaranteed ourselves uh, a minimum twenty eight hundred dollars. Good way, uh, good way to wake up to today. That's a good, good start. Nice way to go to Vegas, too, right? I know you got yeah. money in your pocket there, so yeah. that, that's yes, always good the finals on Monday, so I'll get to, actually. It's actually better. I'll get it when I come back. That's what I want. That, you I might need it, right? You <laughs> might need it. <laughs> yeah, I told Yang when we when we do uh, when we do the store. I, I have a, I have a routine, George, and I know you tell me about the leaves and everything else. Like I'm a little bit of a weirdo, but this is what I do before Vegas every trip. I don't know how things are going to go. I don't know how the baseball bets are going to go, the hockey bet. But I literally go to the grocery store or Costco, and I bring like three four hundred bucks, and everything that I want, I bring back because if the trip goes sour i still got good food when i come back it's like a little thing that i do because i've done it before where i didn't do that and uh, living on ramen noodles craft dinner and stuff like that uh, after you come back from vegas with no money that's not cool gotta 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 have some good groceries in the house 
Got at least a little comfort food, right? A little comfort food in case things don't go well there. I remember, you know, my brother, uh, he likes to go to uh, the casinos, whether it be Vegas, uh, AC, Foxwoods, and... Uh, I got to meet your brother, yeah, He's George. a big... Sounds like a good guy yeah, he's, to, he's, to have fun. We'll go go to the casino and party with. Yeah, he's he's the beer no, he, he, he's uh, not top guy. <laughs> right, but he's but the problem is he's not fun to go to a casino with because he'll stay at the same blackjack table for twelve to eighteen hours. Yeah, he'll just keep playing blackjack, and I. Blackjack to me is boring because if you, if you play blackjack correctly, you know how to play. I mean, the dealer has six, you know, you don't hit. Yeah. Dealer has seven or higher, you hit. I mean, it, it's boring to me. I don't enjoy yeah. the game. I, like, I prefer poker. But I bring up what I bring up my brother is because he, he's a guy who generally can't stop. And I'll go over. I won't. I'll play with him for a little bit, but I'll be doing other things. And I'll go over to his table. If he's up money, I take some of his chips. Very right? smart. Just so I know he's going to have something later. That's a yeah, good I don't brother. spend it. I, no one does right. that. I, I'm, not take, I'm, not, I'm not spending it. I just take it. I put it in, all, I put it in the room safe. You know, this way he'll, he'll have something later. My friend is, uh, his be- my brother's best friend, a friend of mine, does the same thing. We'll take some of his chips when they go together so he, he'll have something because he won't stop. Hot street, cold street, he'll just keep playing. You know, because uh, it's just, I never understood that. But uh, as I'm more of a poker guy than a blackjack guy, uh, so I like to think. And I, I think in black, but in blackjack, you don't have to think. Nah, you, you, so you're just told what to You're do. right. Most of it's formulaic. It's it's kind of like, it's one of those things, yes, you, you know the combinations. There are certain things that you could do, too. Are you going to split these? Are you going to take one card on a double instead of splitting? Like, there's certain combinations where it's like 52%, 48 I don't mind if a guy does a 48% move and go, I love it. Oh, it's in the book. Yeah, well, who wrote the book? The casino did. You got you to, once in a while, it's kind of like DFS. The optimizer is essential. It's very, very important. It tells us what we need to do, but you can't strictly rely on it. You need the optimizer's tools, thoughts, and calculations, but you also need the human aspect, too, saying, I watched that guy pitch, or I saw what those cards are going on. This guy's got this. You need a little bit of your own theory. So, George, I'm kind of by the book, but I also am a little more aggressive uh, to, to the way I know how to play and what's worked for me before. But you got to stay consistent. The one thing that, I, that I've learned is don't waver. Like, if you're going to hit 12 against faces do it all the time don't don't you know what don't get emotional emotional is for your wife love all that other stuff you have to be almost robotic that way because when it doesn't work then you put yourself in orbit and you go back and forth back and forth and then the casinos got you by the kahunas you get my drift oh i get your drift i think that's actually very very good advice there uh as far as well you know doing that kind of gambling uh as a I, I mean, I, I don't mind playing blackjack. I truly don't mind playing. I bet you'd be but good I can't at do it hours upon hours. Yeah, I, I have the same kind of mind as my brother. My brother, uh, math runs in our family. That's why I'm good at poker because I, I can do all the math in my head. I know my percentages uh, of playing. I understand how the game works here. It's uh, you know, the game is sort of the same thing. If when you uh, you know, you bet, if you're betting a 380 favorite, you have to hit that almost what eight out of ten times. You you lose twice. You, you, yeah, you exactly. can't, you're going to go done. even. Yep. Right, you're done. So it just uh, I I understand the math behind everything and uh that's why betting those favorites doesn't make a lot of sense because you, you lose once out of four times you're crushed uh, yeah, so yeah. uh i got a lot of your your brother in me <laughs> like I've, i don't even want to tell you i'm embarrassed to tell you on the show i played like for like 27 hours straight once and at the casino it was at the mgm oh and they, oh yeah they they bring in like the face mattress for you and you get the massage from the girls and stuff just to keep you limber yeah like that is when i was younger i'm not gonna lie but uh i've done like over a day at a, at a blackjack table that's pretty sick but george you know you're we're buddies i gotta tell you uh the pros and cons. Uh, I did some pretty crazy stuff when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. Uh, I can go a long way playing poker. You know, you're in a tournament. You may be playing for yeah. hours upon hours upon hours. True. But uh, 27? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever done more than six, maybe eight. You got leaves to rake. You can't stay at a casino for 24 hours. Jeez, your kids. Uh, you don't want to be one of those deadbeat dads that you see at the casino. Hey, hey, hey don't worry about the kids. I, I got, it, I got it under control. No, see, you're, you're a good parent, George. You, you know when to win your money at the table. Go home, stock up the cart at BJ's or Costco. Kids, we get fed. Yay! George is home. Hey, we get cutlets tonight. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That, you're a good, you're a good responsible parent, not a deadbeat. <laughs> well, you. <laughs> You won't be you won't be hearing me bitch about the leaves until uh, next fall. Now uh, they're, they're yeah. done. They're, I'm no more leaves. I think the ne- the next project for my wife and I will be uh, the attic. We got to clean out the attic. Ooh, that's creepy up there. Yeah, I, I don't. Go, I, I got like a little little mini one at the top uh, in in my bedroom. I don't I don't go up there. I just it's kind of scary. I have a walk in noise. What? Oh, you have a walk? No, I have a. 
I have nice. a walk-in, yeah. So uh, I don't have a basement. No basement in my uh, in my place. So we have a, a walk-in attic instead. And uh, I'm actually thinking about it, doing some real handyman stuff, putting in some insulation up there and some sheetrock too to uh, Ooh. maybe make it a little warmer. Yeah, I can do. Yeah, I can do stuff like that. <laughs> You're making me and Yang feel jealous there. Do you got like a room for preserves too? Do you do your own uh, pickling or uh, pasta sauce like some of these? Oh other God, do? no, no. <laughs> My my wife does the gardening. She's she's good at that. I'm not good. I don't have a green thumb at all or anything like that. I can't do that. But I can uh, I can do anything in the house with the exception of electricity. I used you know, to like. I'm not gonna go. Yeah. Oh no, electrical. You can't screw around. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to screw around with that. It's funny. My old bookie. I used to go down and meet him, and he had like a nice setup. It was like weird. I don't understand why a lot of like uh, I I don't know. Like even in my complex, a lot of a lot of the Filipino guys they love partying in their garage. Like they just love it. Like the guy's got a wicked hi-fi system, poker table, the beers are there. Like that's the guys, and when they get together, it's in the garage. And my bookie, that's where he had the the, the preserves too. So. When I used to meet him or whatever, you know, hey Cam, here's uh, six cans of sauce that uh, Mama used to make and and a vat of wine. So I'd like I I kind of do my grocery shopping. Okay, here's my envelope and just grab some sauce and some uh, wine. It was a, a real added bonus. Uh, you know what I'm saying, George? You, you can't go without uh, pasta sauce and wine when you, when you see your bookie. Well, I can tell you the garage is pretty much mine here. My wife is, uh, other than me, she puts a couple things in it. She's not in it all that much. The garage is where I get my work done. So uh, I enjoy my garage. And by the way, that's the next project after the attic is cleaning out the garage. You see, that's the thing. You got When you're married with kids, you got projects. That's... Uh... <laughs> It's because you got crap everywhere, yeah, man. It's true. It's true. It's true. You got to keep t- the kids, you, all the things that you, you go through a big wheel here, whatever. You don't want to throw it out, so you just pile it in the garage. Maybe you need a garage sale. Uh, big wheels. That's part two. I no, love big, wheels, big wheels. Yeah, that's what I used to do. Before yeah, you got the big wheels, we roll around there. We used to play flipsies with the card. Oh, it's a Wayne Gretzky rookie. I think I'll throw it into a wall. Perfect. Oh. Just, oh, let's burn a thousand bucks. Oh, yeah, Jerry Rice rookie card. Put it in my bike spokes. <laughs> Stooge. God, man, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> we all we did that. Those, we, we all those, did that. We play, no, we played those games, flipsies and stuff, all that stuff. And yep. it's funny. I had that one buddy who's like, you know, kind of a little more anal than everybody else. You know, keep the comic books in the beautiful, like, Mylar packages and stuff. Who's laughing now? The guy's got collectibles worth, like, you know, the, the price of a house. While me and my buddies are chucking uh, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan rookie cards against walls and putting them in bike spokes like morons. Well, that's what kids do. But we didn't realize that these things would actually go up in value. We thought they were just cardboard. No, we did not. I did the same thing. I play, played flip a whole. I loved playing flip. I was good at flip. Yeah, well, you're right. You're banging up. We got good cards against uh, you know, brick. Generally, is what yeah. we do. We always against brick uh, walls at my friend's house. So that was dumb. The, you know, we used to uh, make them into boats, too, when it rained. You know, let them flow down the curbs into the sewer. Yeah, great yeah, idea. That's fun. <laughs> exactly. It, it was then. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, we were kids, but uh, yeah, George. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say. I kind of envy your life sometimes, though, because I like uh, I do really dumb things. It's nice, like at least when when you like. I understand it's a lot harder. Like you got more chores to do, but the kids kind of keep you grounded. You don't do that. Uh, you know, late night drunken uh, trip to the casino, or you know, go to the OTB and throw throw it on a horse. It's, it's kind of like uh, they keep you, let's just say, smarter than the average bear, right? Because you got you got responsibilities. You do. I mean, you, your life does become about the kids. It does. I mean, uh, I, I, I know not that anybody knows where I live, but I live out in the middle of Suffolk County, but I grew up in Nassau County. All my friends are in Nassau County. Yeah. My, the, where I used to play hockey was in Nassau County. I don't do any of that anymore. I don't see my friends all that much outside of fantasy, dra- outside of fantasy drafts. I don't play hockey because the rink's 45 minutes away. And my wife works nights and I got to be home with the kids. Can't, can't make a commitment. You know, so uh, you do, you, you like to, and I'm not complaining, by the way. Not were you, clo- were you close that's, to that's, It's just uh, the Nassau? facts of life. Were you close to the Islanders, uh, the old arena there? I grew up in Elmont, which is about three towns over from uh, the house. It would take me about maybe 15 uh, minutes to get yeah. there. Now yeah, I'm, I'm about 45 to an hour. Oh, wow. That's far. Yeah, I know, because I was there, like, Hofstra, I think Hofstra was right down the street, too. Like, it's, yep. it was, like, right in that area. Yeah, I, I remember. I spent, it's literally I next door. Time there. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I I had a great time. Like, the one thing about the Islanders Arena, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this with the playoffs. Like, I get what they're doing at the Barclays, but say they do win that first series. I, I Can't they have the option? The thing is, I, 
I think it's just a better it's a better barn there. It's I know it's old. It looks like a roller rink, but the fans there, it's just it screams success more. Like that building had Mike Bossy, Nystrom, the the runs, Billy Smith winners, the battles with Edmonton when the Islanders were on a Tootsie roll. Then Edmonton was the young team that overtook them. Like memories. Like there's no memories at the Barclays. Sure it's a better facility, but I don't know. Like that's just kind of my take. Maybe I Well, I it's it's bit, money. I got a, we I know got a why. nostalgia. Yeah, it's all money. I know that, but I'm just saying I think the Islanders like it's one of those things they should have a damn like don't they have a choice? And where would you do you think do you think what do you think the players want to play? Don't you think they'd rather play in Nassau, even though it's an old barn? I think they would. Oh, I, I guarantee you they want to play in Nassau. I don't think there's any doubt yeah. they want to play in Nassau. You know, no doubt at all. I think what it comes down to is this. Uh, it's, it's definitely all about money. And I sort of understand that if they get to the conference championship. Yeah. Okay, you need the That's better good, arena yeah. because. But yeah, really, in the, in the quarterfinal, in the, you really need this for second round. You know, it's. It, I, I just think, once again, I get the conference championship would be more of a highlighted series, right? Because there only be four teams left. So I, I completely get that. And listen, they're not going that far anyway. But if they were, I would understand that. The second round, it should still be at, uh, at the Coliseum. I mean, uh, that, that's where everybody wants to play. That's where the fans want it to be. It's where the players want it to be. I understand it, it doesn't have the luxury boxes. Once again, that's where the money comes in. And it's not updated as far as all but, the electronics and all, the TV yeah, stuff you, and all that. You're absolutely right. But I've been, uh, and you know where the Barclays is situated. That property that they have on Long Island and outside of it, it's huge. It, that, that parking lot area is huge. We could have like a, like NFL teams almost like, okay, you're playing here, there, there. It's like a, it's a racetrack huge. Like I remember I was with those guys. We had a sledgehammer. We smashed the Penguins car in like, you know, for charity and stuff like that. I was doing shooters with these guys uh, before the game. It was awesome. Like that land, the pregame, the pregame party alone in the atmosphere, that's what it's all about, right? You get jacked up for the game. You don't have that at Barclays. It's like Barclays is, look at the property. Like it's, it just doesn't work, George. The, Col- right? the, Col- the Coliseum has its issues, but it's a great place to watch a game. I mean, this, all the sight lines are great. You can see everything. I mean, you get a little obstructive view, but you go, uh, that's as far as the scoreboard. Not the ice is concerned. You can see everything. It's a great place to watch a game, and it's loud, and it will be loud. You know, I mean, that place, that barn will be rocking. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but but it, it doesn't have all the, the modern uh, anemones. That's what it, what it is. It doesn't have all the modern amenities. It, and that's where the, once again, that's where the money comes in. That's where the bigwigs want it, because the bigwigs don't want to go there. You know, they'd rather go to Barclays, which is not made for hockey whatsoever. It, it's, it's, an, it's the way it is, and it's going to be that way, I guess, for the next couple of years, until if and when this Belmont thing, which, by the way, still not a shovel in the dirt. You know, and there's a lot of opposition, go, opposition going on here to the, uh, the Belmont Arena for the Islanders. I, I've said this many times, I'll keep saying it, I won't believe anything as far as a new arena until I see the construction equipment there and I see them starting to build. Because right now they aren't doing a damn thing. Yeah, that's and that's what I wanted to get your take on. And I'll never forget, George, when we first started, uh, whatever, it was one of the first times that like, you joined us on the show and you said, I do not trust anything until I see shovel in dirt. And I remember I was talking about Belmont and this and that and, you know, the f- facilities. And you said it. You go, I don't know. I just don't believe it until I see shovels in dirt. And you know what? Me and Gabe kind of, we agreed with you. It's like, you know what? And I'm still skeptical, too. With with the Barclays there, like, you know what I mean? They could say, what's the rush? We got the facilities here and there. But I'll tell you one thing. It'll change everything for the positive if that thing ever gets done. And it'll be great because... That, that one beautiful thing, I, I, I did my journey to the Cup, and one of my most pleasurable experiences was hanging, partying with the Islander fans. Like, it was the best pregame party, and you know how big hockey is in Canada. Like, it was that, that party was uh, as good as anyone that I went to, if not better. We had a, we had a, we had a blast. It was wicked. I hope they do it. <laughs> I hope they do it as well. I, I, I just know Nassau County. Nassau County's broke. They always uh, they have no money there, and uh, so much politics goes on here as well. That is a lot of uh, behind the scenes crap. I know there's a local opposition group, and it's weird. There's, there's another opposition group that doesn't even that's not even from here. That nobody knows where they get where they're getting their funding from. So this is also strange. Once again, there's always strange crap. Yeah, uh, that revolves around here. It's a you know political political weird stuff here. So I won't believe this is going to happen until. Uh, until they start building. I'm not so sure even then. That's just, uh, I have my doubts. Yeah, I got my doubts too. You're right. It's, like it's it money talks, BS walks, and hopefully we just like the facility and they, the, the fans there deserve a good product. They deserve a good atmosphere. Hopefully uh, they get it done, George. I, I want them to beat Pittsburgh so bad.
Hey, we got uh, baseball games this afternoon. We'll talk George. You'll have some DFS plays for you. We got the betting lines and a whole lot more. It's Weekend Fantasy Update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart along with George Kurtz. Talking a little playoff hockey. We're going to get to the baseball lines. George, got to love the weekends. Lots of afternoon baseball. It's perfect. we got some DFS uh, lineups for you, some uh, value plays, expensive guys to put in, some must-haves if you were. And, uh, yes, the line out for the national championship game tomorrow for the basketball. Texas Tech and Virginia. Virginia opening a line. Minus one and a half. Virginia Cavaliers, one and a half point favorites. Low, low, low. Keep di- keep digging. Look at this total, 117 and a half. Oh, my God, that's low. They're expecting, uh, and that's the thing, two of the, be- two of the best defensive teams. Virginia, they like to walk it up down the floor, and Texas Tech, they'll play a defensive clampdown style too. But, man, I don't think, I think, honestly, if I get to do some research, I think that's the lowest total in uh, national championship uh, basketball history. 117 and a half, George. That's low. Very low. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your word for it, there, Cam. All right, because I have no idea. I did I did know the points favorite was one and a half. I I did see that yesterday only because ESPN actually. Uh, you know, I've, I've been an ESPN guy for a long time. I like watching ESPN. Maybe not as much now as I used to, but uh, they never used to do spreads. Never. You know, I guess that was a corporate thing where. Uh, yeah, they just didn't do it. Now it's being it's yeah. become more open now. Even on ESPN, they have, they have their own show now too. Right, so it, uh, it's funny for them. And good for the Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, no, it's funny. Me and Marenzi, when we worked at this other station, uh, it was crazy. Like, we were the first ones. We did, like, a gambling show. So this is, like, 10 years ago. Like, we were vilified. Like, people were like, oh, my God. Like, what are you talking about? Spreads and over-unders and stuff. And there wasn't any sports books, like, uh, in New Jersey then back then. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of like the mainstream was kind of like they used to kind of – the ratings were good because everyone played, uh, you know, pro-line hockey and baseball and everything else. But, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of the main networks kind of – just said, you know, screw this stuff. Uh, we're family entertainment programming. Are you? Okay, but uh, yeah, we were actually like kind of like the villains back then, George. It's kind of weird. And now, just a few years later, look how everything, now it's accepted as, as well it should be. I'm a grown man. I could do whatever the hell I want with my money. I'll tell you, 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 you talking to you every weekend, what, some guys, you know, you booze it up, do this, do that, whatever. If I want to go down and throw a couple dollars on a game anyway, that, uh, what's, what's wrong with that? What about a day trader who trades stocks or anything like that? That's the thing about gambling that really pissed me off where some people are like oh you this and that and that what you don't think white collar guys in the afternoon are like with their hedge funds and this and that what everything's gambling buddy you know you could buy stocks gold wheat commodities fuel whatever like i, I just don't understand why how sports gambling is different than anything else same damn thing it's just you're betting on humans instead of commodities uh, listen i think the only reason why gambling ever had the negative uh the negativity behind it was because of, uh, you know, I guess the mob, you know, so the, the bookies, because it, because it was illegal. If it would have been legal for the longer, forever, like everything else, we wouldn't be worried about it. We wouldn't be talking about it the way we talk about it, or the way we used to talk about it. And I'm nowhere near the gambler that you and Gabe are. You guys are experts at it. I, I'm, I am a little more than dabbling. I, I enjoy I doing it, but I always... I, I don't tell yourself short, George. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think, I don't think that's true. I think, I think you just don't play as many games. I, I, I think you know exactly what you're doing. I'm more selective. Pick, I'm very selective in what I play. Exactly. Like some days I'll have a couple, but you know what I mean? Like I'll look at a baseball card. For example, on our show yesterday, I think I had five or six baseball bets. You might have one or two. You know what I mean? So, yeah, just call it more more selective or whatever. Some, sometimes I love the board. Sometimes I don't, right? So that's kind of the changes every day, like the weather. But my, my point is that I, I never saw the negativity behind it because of what you said. Everything in life is gambling. You're betting on a game. So what? I'm not hurting anybody else. I'm betting on a game. I know. Either it's five dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand. It's it's my money. If I want to bet on a game, I'm going to bet on a game. Why shouldn't I be allowed to? And I, I believe that in that in all walks of life. By the way, I said this before. Uh, I don't. I like as lo, a little government involvement in my life as, po- as humanly possible, as long as it's not affecting anybody else. I'm one of those people who believes uh, I shouldn't need to wear a seatbelt in my car. 
It's my car. If I get to an accident, I'm the one who's going to get hurt. Wearing a seatbelt does not protect anybody else but me. If I don't want to wear it, why should I have to wear it? You know, I, I've made the joke many times, but I, I, I'm serious about this when I say about prostitution. I think prostitution should be legal. It should be governed and taxed, yes. and everyone should be clean and all that. But, you know, it, it's the old George Carlin joke. You know, sex is legal. Selling is legal. Why shouldn't selling sex be legal? He used no, slightly vulgar terms. I agree with you. But that's what, that's what he means. Right. And they, why, should, why should government be dictating who I can have? Right. Why should it they be? they like to be in charge. I mean, they like to be – that, 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 that's their role. Like, it, well, it's, it's the church. It's church and Catholicism yeah. saying it's going to be bad. You know, that's all the great. You know, screw you. You're not getting any – Church? Uh, I, I, I know said, a lot of people that go to church the, every week, and they're not good people. You know what I mean? It's like they talk. They're the biggest gossipers. They uh, rip people behind their backs and stuff. So what? You go to church and repent. That makes you a better person. That's the issue that I have, hypocrisy. At least I'm going to be open about the things that I do. As long as you treat people good. And you know what I mean? You can do whatever what you want to yourself. I don't care what you do. Just don't hurt other people. That's that's my MO in life, you know? Exactly. I'm, I'm a live and let live kind of guy. I don't care, you know, what you look like, what who you're uh, worshiping. And that, none of that means anything to me. No, I, I don't care. Try yeah, to be I, nice to people. Have respect for them. Right? I treat people the way they the way they treat me, right? Or the way you treat my family. That's the way I treat people. Other than that, I don't care about uh, what you do. It makes little to no difference to me. You want to go to church? I'm not a church guy. Uh, you know, once again, I'll make fun of that. Till you want to go pray to an invisible man in the moon? Go ahead. All right. If that if that's what gets you through the day, hey. But if that's what gets you through the day, if you, that's what yep. gets you to survive the world, that's the world's tough. And if, if praying to the invisible man gets you through the day. Hey, God bless. Hey, God bless, and good luck. Yeah, no, it doesn't I work for me. anybody, the religion, what they want to do. Just be good to people. That's a, I don't have many thing, things in life, and that's what I get mad when people throw stones or whatever. Oh, gambling, you know, just shut up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just worry about your business, and we'll worry about our business. We got things to do, and life, life's for the living. I saw a documentary on, uh, it was the Bunny Ranch in Nevada, where all the girls, they got tested. They're living, you know, good life. The the uh, Basically, the brothel, they get a percentage of the VIG. They take care of all your documentation, the tests, all the stuff that you have to do. You get it You get it done regularly. They interviewed a big fat guy who's like never got laid before. He goes in there, meets the one girl. They become friends. It's like his thing. When he gets lonely, he sees her. What's wrong with that? You want the guy to suffer in misery at home or you want him just to have a little bit of fun and pay for sex? It makes the guy happy. You know, it can't be that bad. No, as long as the, the girls are on board with it, and like, yeah, uh, he just exactly. described everything, it's all clean, all healthy. I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. I'm not saying I want my daughters to do that. Of course not. No, first off, uh, but not your daughters, that, but yeah, exactly. But <laughs> any story. But if uh, well, once again, if people if, you, if people are on board, anything that two uh, you know two two consenting adults want to do behind closed doors is not my business. It's not my business. Yeah. Okay, they're not doing it out in public. They're not making a mockery of it. Whatever they're doing in private behind two closed doors, hey, go ahead. You know, I don't care. I don't want. I don't want to. I'm not going to ask. It's not, once again, it's not my business. I'm a live and let live guy. You know, I like being around people who a could have a sense of humor. Because I have no problem making fun. Of, I'm not a, when I make jokes. I do. I, I make more fun of myself than anything else. And I'm not someone who's going to pick on anything about you. But I, if, if you hang the curve, I'm going to swing at it. You know, if you say something stupid, yeah. I'm going to call you on it. You know, yeah. well, uh, perfect, uh, my ex once said, what day is Good Friday on? Now, I know what she meant, but that's not what she asked. She meant date. She said day. All right? And I never let her live that down. Oh, Good Friday is on a Tuesday this year because, you know, the Pope said it should be on Tuesday. That's sort of, that's my sense of humor there. Pan- and I have no problem Thursday. making fun of myself. That's <laughs> yeah, Pancake yeah, Thursday. Right? You know, okay, why not? I like right? And she, yeah, she knew it as soon as she said it. She knew she, yeah. knew she was going to get called on it, and that's just the way I am. And, uh, but I have no problem making fun of myself. You know, I, I do a lot of strange things. Things don't work out for me, and I think that's the way life should be. I don't. I try not to take life too seriously. You know, it, uh, there's there's many things you have to be serious about in life, but not every little thing. Well, something is uh, getting ser- serious. Uh, kind of feel bad. Feel bad for the guy now getting booed. But uh, Chris Davis is getting close to. Uh, a record here, Georgia. Like this is unbelievable stuff. Like when is he going to get a hit? It's a nightmare. The fans, the fans have turned on him. Uh, he's what is what is he? So over what is he? Oh for nineteen to start the season. Oh for forty dating back to September of two thousand eighteen. He's just six at bat shy of tying Eugenio Velez's dubious major league record for the longest hitless streak by a non pitcher at oh for forty six. Six batters away, and. Uh, that's the thing about baseball. I look at baseball like golf. 
once you're in your own head and you don't know what's happening out there, it's it's actually a nightmare. Like uh, you go from something that is a lot of fun to a disaster, hitting a moving ball at ninety something miles an hour, no confidence. It's got to be tough. I feel for the guy. I just really would like to see him get a hit. That's a record you don't want to don't want to have. And this guy used to be one of the best uh, power hitters in the league, uh, George. It's kind of uh, it's a sad story, guy. You know, I feel bad for the guy. Well, I mean, let's face it. We all know why he still has a job. It's it's the contract. All right. He was terrible last year. He's terrible again this year. Exactly. I mean, Chris Gione, our uh, our former producer, Chris Gione, at the other. The other platform, uh, he's, he's an Orioles fan, and he tweeted out last night after Chris Davis hit that ground ball that Greg Bird screwed up, that got in a run, that that was the best thing, uh, the best thing Chris Davis has done in like forever. You know, there was a funny line he had, and uh, that that's where it's come down to Davis. It was still an out, still not a hit, but hey, he he hit the ball, he did some kind. That's why you, that's why people who say that an uh, a strikeout is just an, uh, is as good as any other out, it's so not true. You put the ball in play, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, but that, that was his point, that he put the ball in play, something good happened, it was the best thing he's done, even though it wasn't a hit in, in uh, you know, whatever, it's a couple of years. Uh, he only has a job because of the contract. He, I, I, don't, I don't know why. We may, I don't know if it was you and I were making fun or if I was somebody else, but somebody actually, uh, a manager, actually walked Chris Davis the other day. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. It was the Blue Jays. Jays never hit this year. Why are you walking? It was the Blue Jays. Uh, it was you and I. Okay. It, it had to be the Blue Jays. <laughs> the, the guy's over thir- 30 up to walk him. <laughs> Charlie Montoyo. So over 2019, let's walk him. Yeah. That, you know, what, what are you doing, guys? Are you no, not paying attention? No, this, I mean, really, are you not paying sleeping. attention? This guy's sleeping. You know, people used to laugh at John Gibbons and stuff, but he was fun. He was a ba- old baseball guy. Sure, better as a bench coach. Like, man, you know, he was kind of like that, you know, Southern guy. It was kind of funny. The media really liked him, but it's also like you don't know what you got till it's gone type of thing. Like John Gibbons makes his new manager. Like this guy, John Gibbons was a genius compared to this guy. It's 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 insane. He's really bad. <laughs> makes real bad decisions, George. Yeah, I mean, I'm of the belief that, you know, a manager generally can't win games for you, but he can lose them. You know, and uh, Aaron Boone drives me nuts with the Yankees. Uh, He's very slow to realize that his best hitters are pretty much Torres and LeMayhew right now, yet he still has them hitting in the bottom half of a lineup. Still going with Luke Voigt batting third, who's got like four hits this year. Granted, two of them are three-run homers, but that's all he does. Stubbornness. Stubbornness. Yeah. He did the same thing last year, too. Uh, Boone did the same exact thing last year. He had a tough time realizing who his better players were. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's just from a fantasy perspective, George, I have a couple of, like, uh, you know, that are guys that I talk to in their leagues and stuff like that, and, you know, buy low, sell, high candidates. I just wanted to throw out a name out to you before, and next time we'll start to get to the betting lines for the 1 o'clock uh, and on baseball games. What about this Nick uh, Margavicious guy from, from the Padres? What do you think about... Uh, uh, you know, taking taking a shot with somebody like that. What do you think about uh, like waiver wire? Would he be a guy that you'd be interested in? It's funny. Joe Galina brought up the same player. Really? <laughs> and, 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 and me and Joe, Joe about, about usually somebody talk- out of. Uh- yeah, I literally like didn't talk to Joe Galina about the fish, the shrimp. Uh, you know what was on sale? Was it salmon or trout? No, like that's that's uh, like I'm talking to my buddy, and we're like in this league, and this is somebody we were thinking about targeting. What do you think? He's only two percent owned in uh, a lot of leagues. Like this guy's very low ownership. It's funny how you guys picked this guy out of, out of thin air, both years. Uh, I mean, San Diego. We know the problem with San Diego. San Diego is going to be able to hit, but their starting pitching is. Uh, mm, not the greatest. Okay, it's got it's got, has issues. Lucchese, Paddock, Stram, Lauer, Margavicious. Now, when it comes to Margavicious, do I think he can help your fantasy team? All right, he's hot right now, pitching well. I think he's the guy you pick up and you'll be dropping again in two weeks. But my thing is this: yes, his ERA one point eight, WHIP is up point five, fantastic. Only got six strikeouts in those two starts. That's not very good. Yeah, That's not going to help no. you. you now, uh, wins that could still be tough to come by. Where's his help in fantasy? You know, I, I think there's, a, there's not much upside here. There's just not. He's a sort of a place filler, which granted we need that in fantasy because he won't hurt you either, but there's no upside here. I think you could probably find somebody else in 10, 12-team leagues. You know, obviously, if he's talking in only league for 14, 16, 18-team leagues, that's a little different. But in 10, 12-team leagues, or uh, I, just don't, I just don't see the upside here. I think you should be able to find somebody else that can hit you a certain category. Maybe you need strikeouts. Maybe you get a better chance at wins. Uh, so I don't see the upside here. He's the definition of a guy to me. Ride the hot guy, but you'll be churning him in two weeks. Yeah, 
Good, yeah, good call, good ballpark. But you, you, you said the main thing in fantasy. It doesn't matter. You need strikeouts. Like that's that's the thing. Like when you look, uh, you, you know, when the, the Nationals pitchers go out there, it's like, yeah, you know, four point four point two innings, eleven Ks. You talked about it, Carrasco. Even even though you give up a couple runs, you get you get multiple double digit Ks. Things change a lot in those leagues, and and for that's what that's what you need, right, George? You need strikeouts. They they win they win you things. It's good to get outs. It's good to have a low ERA, but you need a pitcher with a little bit of power too that can zip zip balls by you and get you those k's key 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 importance to 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 winning you need a you need a guy, you need flamethrowers you need guys that get strikeouts that's the bottom line well you yeah, remember in, uh, in your normal five by five your starting pitch is not going to get saved so he's only a four category guy so if he's not getting strikeouts now he's a three category guy you know that that's rough yeah you need you need those k's here and like anything else with major league baseball season now in full swing. It's time to swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become their eighth $1 million winner or another one of the countless number of people who have one hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars using DailyRoto.com to help set their DraftKings or FanDuel MLB lineups. If you are playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, the use of lineup optimizers that have already produced millions in DFS wins. Winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Nice, George. Yeah, no, it's true. The optimizers, it's just, it's a tool. It's a tool that you need to, that you need to use. It's also for if you're a busy guy like Kurtz and you got kids, you know, it take, it take you hours to put together these lineups when you want to do it. The optimizer, it, first of all, it just gives you the percentages. It narrows the gap down. And then you use your own knowledge of the sport that you that you like, and then you fill in the blanks accordingly. George, before we go to break, another, uh, I guess, buy candidate, even though he's owned in like 98, 99% of leagues, uh, it's a couple other people talking about uh, maybe Corey Kluber because uh, of the start, you know, the 5.23 ERA, um, you know, a pair of losses there. Would he be uh, a buy lower candidate for you or uh, what or do you think this trend, uh, a downward trend is going to continue with a guy like Kluber? Uh, I think he's a buy low candidate. I do, but I have some worries here. I mean, we heard all off season how Cleveland was willing to move him. You know, what do they know? What do they know? You know, that, that's know always something. the first thing that uh, hits to me. They might know something. Something may be going on here. Plus, as you and I all know, you know, as the season wears, as the season goes on, he wears down. Exactly. You might, you might be able to get him a little bit lower now after the brutal two starts. But we'll get to the baseball board now, gambling, DFS, and a whole lot more. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update with Kurtz and Stewart. Stick around, everybody. We'll go through the betting lines. Up next.